You want to bet like the Not For The Bay podcast? Go sign up with BetUS Sportsbook, where you can get in the game. Provides multiple sports, online casino, and live betting. Has easy deposits, fast payouts, so sign up today using promo code NFD to receive 125% in bonuses. BetUS. Bet wherever, whenever. Coming up on the Not For The Bay podcast, we will headline all the NFL trade deadline late afternoon moves uh we're going to cover all the most important ones also going to touch on a little bit of basketball the brooklyn nets steve nash the firing the possible uh acquisition of epe udoka the former boston celtics head coach could possibly go in to brooklyn and be the head coach also going to be covering the thursday night game uh the the betting odds and spreads so it's going to be another action-packed show as usual. But first things first, you know, Silent L gets us right with the vibe. Ain't no love lost, I just move how I move. Jockin' for position, I fight in there with two. Whoa, I got these niggas rattled, got these bitches so loose. Tell them on the tone while she blow on my flu. I got biggie dreams, give me, give me the loot. Don't put no selling on me, I'ma shoot through the roof. Every day I wake up, I'm tryna blow it down. The speakers knockin' weed, hitting while I move through the town. I discover what it's like to say, fuck it. You can look me in my eyes and you know I'm up to something. Took a little minute, but I like who I'm becoming. I want to go ahead and welcome everybody into the Not For Bay podcast. Uh, this is Devor. Action Pack episode, as you heard in the preview. Um, NFL trade deadline. Sometimes it's a hit. It's a hit. It's a hit or miss. But today it has been a big hit. Um, a lot of disappointing. A lot of disappointing. The teams that disappointed that didn't end up making trade deadline moves. I'll go ahead and start off with the Green Bay Packers. They definitely missed out, uh, considering the fact they needed another playmaker at the wide receiver position. Um, really, I, I would probably, the Green Bay Packers are at the top of my list. They're, they're really at the top of my list because I felt like they were, they were, they were the team that could have benefited the most by making a possible trade, making a possible trade to impact, to make an immediate impact for their team. Uh, but, yeah, it's, I love, I, wanna, I don't understand why my favorite events uh, for the NFL seasons are not even f- actual, like, in-game events. Like, my favorite, my most favorite event in football, the NFL, is NFL free agency. And then my second favorite event is the NFL trade deadline. But uh, I want to go ahead and jump into some of these, some of these acquisition moves that went down this evening. Uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Want to go ahead and start it off with the the T.J. Hawkinson trade, the tight end from the Detroit Lions. Uh, the, the the Minnesota Vikings acqu- acquiring T.J. Hawkinson from the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings are going to also receive a 2023 fourth round pick and a 2024 conditional uh, fourth round pick in exchange. Uh, for a 2023 second round pick and a 2024 third round pick. Now, when you look at the Detroit Lions, you look at the amount of changes that they made in the front office. Uh, not not the same regime that was in the front office. Uh, they usually want to go ahead and and get their own guys, and it seems like they are more interested. Honestly, when I look at the Detroit Lions outside looking in, they're looking towards you know getting a, a tight end more more towards their scheme 
And I feel like they want them over running block and tight end because they want to be a physical run, rushing football team. TJ Hawkinson is more of like a the new age hybrid tight end where you got to go out and catch passes, which there's nothing wrong with that. But again, when you we have a new front office, you have a new head coach, which and you're you're a player that's going into a contract year. Uh, you're going to have to be you have to be a very very good player. Or like, well, you have to be a very good, good player for them to end up keeping you. And it just ended up being convenient for the Minnesota Vikings, considering the fact that they end up losing Irv Smith Jr. due to a ankle sprain. It was reported by Adam Schefter, if I'm not mistaken. It was eight, he's going to be missing eight to 10 weeks. Uh, this, this is works out perfect because you look at, you look at the Minnesota Vikings. It was crazy too. Just want to touch on this real fast. It was crazy because of the fact they traded him within the division. That was that was crazy. Inside the NFC North, you trade him right in the, in the, in the division. So, uh, But looking at the Minnesota Vikings, you look at the weapons that they have. They have Justin Jefferson. They have Adam Thielen. They have Osborne over there. Um, Dalvin Cook. And we just touched on Kirk Cousins uh, in the last episode as far as it's, it's about that time for you guys to go ahead and give Kirk Cousins his praise um, and not and try to scrape under scrape under the rug that the Washington Redskins resume that he had. Uh, but he, TJ Hawkinson, he's going to come into a wonderful situation where I, I feel like Kirk Cousins is going to get him involved and involved often because he's a very big threat. Uh, this year, out of the seven games TJ Hawkinson has played, he has had 26 receptions and had 395 yards and three touchdowns. So I see that increasing because when you look at when you look at the Vikings again, you got Justin Jefferson. Um he's going to demand a lot of the a lot of the attention. Adam Thielen, he's still he's still a premier wide receiver in this league. Osborne is coming into his own. Then you got to load the box to try to stop Dalvin Cook. It gets a lot of weapons on this Minnesota Vikings team and it shows by them making this trade for a TJ Hawkinson they're they're looking to be contenders right now, especially with the Green Bay Packers struggling. It's not often that you see a team that's going that's in the NFC in the NFC North in first place. So I would expect them for, to take full advantage of this opportunity and try to make a serious run at uh, winning a championship. The next uh, NFL trade we have on the list is the Chase, Chase Claypool trade, and this has been a conversation for quite some time. The Pittsburgh Steelers went in a draft and drafted George Pickens. Uh, they had Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, uh, showing promise that he's he's going to be a stud wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's the one thing about the Pittsburgh Steelers; they know how to produce some some very good they some very good wide receivers. I we need their we need their receivers coach or the receiver scout uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, but. Chase Claypool ended up being traded to the Chicago Bears, which shocked me. I didn't, I didn't think this was going to happen. Um, ended up getting tra- traded to the Chicago Bears in exchange for a 2023 second round pick. Um, when you look at the Bears, it's honestly, I feel like that was kind of a waste of a trade because I, I, I feel like you should could have just went into into the draft next year and could have got yourself another receiver. Just, I'm just looking at it how their offense is ran right now. Like it's not a lot of, it's not a lot of passes. It's a lot of runs. And it's a lot, it's a lot of similar to the Baltimore Ravens where they like to run read option and, and try to get Justin Fields in space, having him run with the ball. And then you hand the ball off to Cleo Herbert. You want to hand the ball off to, to David Montgomery. 
like that type of stuff. So for you to have a receiver like of this caliber with a Chase Claypool kind of didn't make a lot of sense to me. And I was actually kind of disappointed that the Green Bay Packers didn't end up pulling the trick trigger on making a trade for um for for Chase Claypool. But it was reported that it was it was reported that the Green Bay Packers were actually trying to make a run at a at a Chase Claypool, but they the the Pittsburgh Steelers they valued the Chicago Bears' second round pick more than they valued the 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 Green Bay Packers' uh, second round pick. So another missed opportunity for the Green Bay Packers. Like this is something that desperately needed to be done if they had any hopes of trying to make it to the playoffs because offense ain't moving. Like it's not, it's not moving at all. They need to figure something else else out quick. Like we still got Odell Beckham Jr. on the, on the, on the free agency block. We still got Will Fuller. Um, there's still time, but they're going to have to make a move because once they come back from, I believe they're in the bye this week. When they come back from the bye, uh, it's it's got to be all hands on deck. We got to make a run to try to make the playoffs because you're at this point you're trying to play catch up to the Minnesota Vikings right now. Next up, we have a blockbuster trade with the Miami Dolphins and the Denver Broncos. Uh, the Denver Broncos end up sending Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins and a 2025 fifth round pick uh, for the San Francisco 2023 first round pick. The Dolphins traded out of the top five with. Two years ago, uh, and also they're going to receive the Miami Dolphins' 2024 fourth-round pick and the running back Chase Edmonds. Now, let me go ahead and just touch on Chase Edmonds real quick because it it looked like as far as his his time in Miami was was looming anyway because it just he just did not. I don't think he adapted well to the system. I don't feel like he adapted well to the system where Mostert's, Mostert's touches increased more and more every single week. And it just was not, not the fit for Chase Edmonds. So um, they're going to go ahead and move on from Chase Edmonds. And when you look at the flip side at the at the Denver Broncos, where you have a pretty heavy backfield, where you have Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon, and you have Latavius Murray. And then, of course, Next year, you're going to have Javante. It's going to be very, very tough for Chase Edmonds to end up finding some time. So uh, it's crazy how he ended up coming from a top free agent running back pickup last uh, this this year to now you're going to be only doing third down duty. <laughs> like that's at best, that's what you're going to get third down duty. So it, it's 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 definitely interesting um, how they ended up pulling this thing off here. For the for the for the Miami Dolphins and 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 the Denver Broncos, now another trade on top of that one for the Miami Dolphins, they ended up making the trade. Ended up making the trade uh, for running back Jeff Wilson Jr. from the San Francisco 49ers. Now, head coach Mike McDaniel came from the San Francisco 49ers. He has familiarity with the players, especially the running backs. I'm assuming he Jeff Wilson knows the scheme. I feel like he would fit right in with the Dolphins. Gives Mostert a nice spell from time to time on the season. 
Jeff Wilson has 468 yards and two touchdowns, so he does actually bring value to the table uh, when you look at it. But I want to go back to Bradley Chubb. I know we didn't get a chance to talk about, to talk, talk about Bradley Chubb. When you look at the Dolphins, Dolphins are clearly are currently right now struggling to get to the quarterback. Got a nice rotation of guys, but we're having trouble getting to the quarterback. What we got? Uh, Jalen Phillips, Andrew Van Ginkle, Melvin Ingram, Emmanuel Agba. Like you got all these guys, and the Dolphins are struggling to get to the quarterback. So it's going to be Bradley Chubb, this opportunity for him to come in here and make an immediate impact. I believe he's like top 20 in the league as far as like pressures or something like that. So he's definitely doing his thing. So I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to Bradley Chubb because I know he's a very, very good young player. Um, Where where we sitting here searching for that next camera week. And I feel like that's going to be some, that's going to be some hard, hard shoes to fill, but it's nice to make the attempt. It's, it's nice to make the attempt. Uh, next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons trading Calvary to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I already like when I read the headline, I kind of already knew what the ramifications was with this. And for those that don't know that Calvary was suspended by the Atlanta Falcons due to gambling, he's suspended for the whole year. So when I saw this trade, I'm like, yeah, this trade is definitely have some some serious uh, some ser- serious rec- uh, ramifications added to it where a lot of these a lot of these draft picks that the Jacksonville Jaguars are giving the Atlanta Falcons they are conditional like there's got to be by certain circumstance I believe it was something with with playing time and, and some other stuff but it's you 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 you're you for the Jaguars. You're planning for the future. Like when you when you look at your receiving core, you have Marvin Jones, Zay Jones, um, and uh, Travis Etienne. Can't think of the other Lavisca Chenault. So you got you got some you got some you got some weapons out there for sure. And adding the cavalry really out there, they could they could be one of the best high powered offenses in football. But I want to go ahead and ship this to football, maybe excuse me, basketball for a brief moment because the New York, the the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know why I want to keep on calling them the New York, but the Brooklyn Nets Nets made a big move. They went ahead and went. They went ahead and cut ties with Steve Nash. Now a lot of people were calling for his job as of late. Me personally, I. I think it started for me. It was probably in the playoffs for Steve Nash last year when they was in the when they played the the when they played the Pelicans. Was it the Pel? No, it wasn't the Pelicans. Who the who they play for the play in? Oh, the Cavaliers. So they play the Cavaliers in the play in. I'm just sitting down. I'm watching them play, and I'm like, yeah, they're not going. They're not in. A, they're not. They're not NBA Finals ready. So. Yeah, they weren't NBA Finals ready because I first felt like Steve Nash's offense was just a little bit too basic. And then I was like, you know, he he had Mike D'Antoni for a while. I feel like that was that probably affected it. But there's no tempo. 
There's literally no tempo. So I was like, yeah, this is, this is definitely not going to work. I'm looking at a lot of, a lot of, uh, ISO basketball with Kevin Durant and, and, and Kyrie Irving. Like, this is not, this is not going to work. Like, and then you have Kevin Durant wanting Steven Ash fired. And then somehow they ended up squashing that beef. But apparently this beef has not been squashed because here we are. Steven Nash is out and with the, with them sitting here and they trying to find a new, a new manager, excuse me. I see when they trying to find a new manager at the head coaching position, um, you, 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 you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, the best move that you could possibly do right now is adding an email, Udoka, the former Boston Celtics head coach. Like you can instill a toughness in this team Especially, I feel like this would benefit Ben Simmons a lot because he's a defensive player. And Emei Udoka is known for making the best defensive schemes against teams. Like, it was a thing of beauty the way Emei Udoka was able to scheme how to, how to, how to play Kevin Durant throughout that series. Like, there was never a moment where Kevin Durant was, was, was literally was free doing, being able to do what he wanted to do. Like, the Celtics were bumping. And they were bumping aggressively, just enough for them not to get called, get a call. That's just that's just what it was. But I'm crossing my fingers. I, I, I'm I'm literally crossing my fingers because this team definitely needs some toughness. And then, like I read also a report that the White Howard he wants to play for the Nets. Uh, but I, I'm 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 looking forward to this move. I, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this move. Like there's no way. That I who wouldn't want to have a email Yadoka on your roster, like that guy. I know it hasn't been has it been long, but it's been it's been pretty impressive. If you look at the outside looking in. All right, so we got Thursday night football about Philadelphia Eagles. At the at the Houston Texans, like this isn't the first time I'm looking at this, and I'm already disappointed. <laughs> like I, I'm I'm disappointed. Well, like the Eagles, number one. The question is, are they going to remain undefeated? And then you look at the Houston Texans; they're like trying to stay out the foxhole. And when I mean stay out the foxhole, like you ever been in the foxhole before? Like extremely difficult for you to get out that foxhole. And that's where the New York. That's what I call them, the U. Excuse me. The, the Houston Texans are at right now. That's they're just trying to get out of the foxhole. They're literally trying to get out of the foxhole. But ugh, Philadelphia Eagles, and the Houston Texans. Ugh. The spread is fourteen points. It's almost. Can the Houston Texans close the gap of fourteen points? I don't think they can. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Philadelphia Eagles, and they're going to go ahead and cover the. F- they're going to cover the 14 points. I feel like this thing will be over by the second quarter, the mid-second quarter. That's how confident I am in in the Philadelphia Eagles. Then that, like, all the way around. Like, I feel I know. I like no chance. I don't even need to elaborate. They have no chance. Of 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 winning this game because if the Eagles, it's definitely the Eagles are definitely more, more talented team than than the Houston Texans. Excuse me, uh, but that's going. Well, hold on, hold on. 
We didn't even touch on Roquan Smith. That was that was a good trade too. I've totally forgot about that Roquan Smith trade. So clearly the Baltimore Ravens were having some issues stopping the pass. Uh, the coverage the coverage of the linebacker position was a little bit shaky at best. And <laughs> the bringing in Roquan Smith, I feel like that is going to be an excellent upgrade. His ability to cover and stop the run is second to none. But my only concern is he's a little bit too little for that system. But we we learned about guys being able to adapt their game to, you know, help the team win. And I feel like that's what we got with, with this one for sure. But that's going to go ahead and uh, wrap this thing up for the Not For The Bay podcast. Uh, be sure to go ahead and follow us on our social media pages. Um, hey, we've been active on that TikTok. We've been active on that Instagram page. So be sure to go ahead and leave that like on those pages. Uh, and I will see you later on in the week. This is the Not For The Bay podcast. I'm out of here, man. You can look me in my eyes and you know I'm up to something. Yup, 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 Ain't no fucking guess me feel like how we ain't no puppet. But the heavens need an angle just for studying. Yeah, you know it's always a vibe when some real ones collide. Gotta keep some people around who know how to survive. Hustling like a nigga just arrived. Around the clock, a nigga loses sense of time. I done been through some shit. Yeah, I've been through some shit, but I can do it for what it's worth. Can't show no love if the respect don't come first. Can't pay no mind. Look me in my eyes and you know I'm up to something. Ain't no love lost, I just move how I move.